Well, is everyone ready to get something? <laughs> yeah? Prepare yourself. That's the thing, you see, if you if you receive nothing, there's nothing to do. You can't prepare, you can't. It's not like uh, my friend was talking to us, so she's, she's in a business and they, she gives talks, so before she does a talk, they have a, a get ready room, right? A get set room, and then a go room. <laughs> so they go and they read their papers, and they get ready, and then they're set, you know. And then go, and they're out at the podium. But this is cuts all that out. There's no get ready, get set, go. You just, it's just what's so right now, yeah? <laughs> so to receive nothing, there's really nothing to do. That's so beautiful. Because it just cuts you out of the equation. And when you're cut out of the equation, time is cut out of the equation. And then what the mind in time would see as impossible, out of time seems very possible. Yeah. Nothing becomes really everything in a sense. And then everything in a way becomes nothing. Or like in Buddhism they would say form is emptiness and emptiness is form. So here there seems to be a lot of something but it's inherently nothing, you know, there's no long-lasting, independent, separate existence there. And then in nothing, every all the something comes from. So in getting nothing, you receive everything. But while we're busily trying to get something, if something really serves you, you'll get so much something, it'll turn into nothing, yeah? So why not start at nothing? Start right there. Instead of having to go through a huge process, to go thinking this something and this something and this something and that something and then maybe a mixture of this little bit and that a little bit will arrive you at nothing. Why not start at nothing? It takes you no time. Yeah? So it frees you from the engagement of something because you really see it as nothing. And nothing isn't approachable or you can't claim it, you can't acquire it, you can't gather it, you can't privatize it, you can't become the author of it, there's just, uh, there's really nothing you can do. And that's when something that's really, really so becomes obvious, is when you stop trying to do something. Yeah? Yet, you can't stop trying to do something, because that could be a, that could be a, a form of doing something. Yeah? I'm now going to stop trying to do something, which would be another form of doing something. And then, all right, I'm now going to stop trying to do something about do, doing something, and you can never get out of it. It's like one of those things, yeah? You can't pull your thumbs out. Self can't get out of self. So as soon as self appears, which means time is valid, as soon as that feeling of being a self appears and then time's valid, then <coughs> it has a very strong compulsion to take the first step, yeah? I'm going to get, yeah? I'm going to move towards, I am going to have, yeah? All those movements, the sense of the I is a movement in and of itself, the sense of self, yeah? And then it's compounded by now that the sense of I is now going to do something. Let's say, like I see a lot of people, they want to have the experience of their own absence, but they want to be there to have it, yeah? They just can't get over the fact that they're here. And so even when they entertain that they're not here, they're so full of being here, it doesn't seem to work, yeah? I mean... I find people email me and they're having trouble with alcoholism and they've applied this solution to it, this message, for years. It hasn't worked. Yeah? 
it hasn't worked. And then it makes, them, it makes it even more difficult for them to share their dilemma because they, don't, they have this understanding that there's no one who has the dilemma. But in a sense, their house is on fire, but they're refusing the water. Yeah? They don't want a pail of water because they're stuck in the idea there is no house and there is no fire. That's, that message isn't serving them. Yeah? It's the mind's taking advantage of it and turned it into something. And that's what it does. Everyone, as soon as the, the conditional mind uh, gets aware of nothing, it has to make it something. It just can't stand it to be nothing. Yeah? So it's like we were talking the other night. So here's a bottle. Yeah? And I'm, I look, and everyone sees it. Yeah? There's a bottle. Yeah? Everyone has the understanding. Can you see that? Bottle, 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 bottle. Everyone gets the experience or whatever, sees the bottle. Now, I add one little word to it, and it changes everything. My bottle. Yeah? Now, what does the my bottle infer? The bottle doesn't become the dominant event. It becomes an indicator to who has the bottle. Yeah? The importance of the bottle is derived from the my. Yeah? So every time a thought, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, money, problems, time is, is affixed with this movement of conditional mind called my, as soon as it becomes my time, then time, all it's doing is being used to infer or point to the phantom you. Yeah? Every time there's a feeling or a thought about my time, it's not really about time. It's about you. Yeah? the you that you're not. And so the bottle does, becomes totally unimportant when it's my bottle. It becomes important to me, yeah, but it doesn't have any importance in itself. So, every, so here's hundreds and hundreds of thoughts. They say 70,000 thoughts a day. That's unbelievable to me. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we're aware about 10,000, but they say 70,000 thoughts a day that is occurring in the brain. So here's the thoughts, and there's, let's say, a thousand of them get seen, yeah? two thousand get seen, or become conscious, yeah? you see the thought. But now, you don't see that there's a sense that they're my thoughts, yeah? you never see that thought, the feeling of ownership, you don't get that. So, when the thought becomes apparent to you, it's already been claimed in a sense, yeah? you forgot the consciousness that's in contact and is seeing the thought, what is remembered is the story that there's a you that's the thinker, yeah? And therefore, as soon as that thought is claimed by me, or this idea of being me, through the my, what gives the meaning to the thought, it doesn't come from the thought, it comes from the me, yeah? The me is just a giant conglomeration of conditions and beliefs and opinions and old ideas. But once a thought is recognized and then claimed as the thinker, then it, gets to, then it becomes a vehicle for the meaning that the conditional mind gives it. So you're not even living, in a sense. You're reacting to an interpretation. Yeah? And once you're behind that eight ball, there's no way what's behind the eight ball gets in front of the eight ball. Once there's the sense of self, that self is never going to get a sense of not-self. Yeah? It's, it, it's when... It's like... Um, the self is never going to get out of self. How you have the experience of being out of self is realizing you're not in self. Yeah? That's the whole way. The feeling, I would say, that people are trying to describe when they're out of self is really based on the premise that they can't be in self. 
Yeah? That's the beauty of the solution because it doesn't have anything to do with reality. It's an imaginary problem. So the only, the best way to get out of an imaginary problem is to see it as imaginary, yeah? If you don't see it as so, then the drive to get out of it gets extinguished. And when you don't get out of it, when you truly, there's not one speck of trying to get out of it, that's not being in it, yeah? That's not being in it, but every movement to get out of it is actually a form of being in it. Every little movement, because every little movement is verifying the fact that you're in it, yeah? And no matter how much they talk about that it's a non-fact, the fact is, in your experience, you're in it, yeah? By trying to get out of it. And if you go to meetings where people are trying to get out of self, they talk about the self the most. They're constantly talking about it because, in a sense, they're really in it all day because they have a desire to get out of it. If there's no movement to get out of it, none, then there's, there's the recognition you're not in it. What's, what's there to do? What's there to do if there's a recognizing you're not in it, which is the driving force of all of the seeking and trying to get out of it and trying to make better and improve and all like that? What would happen? I would say it's going to go through a radical shift because the whole premise that drives it has been snipped, yeah? So... Like there's, uh, I always talk like about this because it gets me. I don't know if they still sell the books, but you know, self-help books. They have a lot of books about how to get into the moment, yeah. And then they, then the second edition is how to really get into the moment. And then there's the third turbocharge, how to really, really get into the moment. And so it just goes on and on and on and on and on about how to get in the moment. But the whole premise of the book is that you can possibly be out of a moment. Yeah? I would say question that. Question that assumption. Could I possibly be out of a moment? If I can't possibly be out of a moment, that whole drive to get into the moment is dropped. And what do you really sense? Totally being in the moment. You don't even sense being in the moment. You are the moment. Yeah. There's not a you that's in it, as if it's a separate thing, but you are the moment. Yes? You are it. You're an integral aspect of it. You're not one who's having the moment not one who was in a moment or is going to be in a moment. All that is appearing in the moment. You are the moment. Yeah? So this whole tr drive to get in or to get out of, to get in in a moment is ridiculous because you can't be out of the moment. And the same thing with the sense of being a self. People are trying to get out of this discomfort and you know, irritability and restlessness. Yes? They're trying to get out of something that they never could possibly be in. They're trying to get out of the irritability as a self, yeah? And the irritability is caused by the belief there is a self, yeah? So to try to get out of self is another form of being in self, yes? Every step to get out of it, because it's not, it's imaginary, is how it seems to be really real, yeah? Is the drive to get out when you set when you get a hit? Hey, there is no way I could be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Then that whole mechanism that drives seeking—I mean, drives all the aspects of seeking—yeah, that whole mechanism gets gets cut right at the root, yeah. And then the whole drive, that whole all the thoughts are about how can I use this thought to get out of something? How can I improve? I want to bet, make it a better day. I want to da 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 da. All that, right? All that drive for more and better is dropped. 
Not by you, because if it was you, if you dropped it, that would be a form of holding on to it. Yeah? This, it's the same movement of dropping and holding on in the self. The selfing drops and holds on. Yeah? So you have an experience where it was dropped, and then you hold on to that experience, and it drives you freaking crazy. I want to get back to that moment. Yeah? Drop, hold on, drop, hold on. This cuts that off. Yeah? You haven't dropped it. And you're not holding on to it. There just isn't one. It's just not so. And it's an absolute. It's not like, oh, I think there's an exception. If I'm really, if the love of my life leaves, then there is one. Then there is a self, for sure. There's no exceptions. There's no amendments. There's no uh, vacations from the absolute. There is just not a separate, stagnant, noun, long-lasting, independent, separate entity. All is moving. All is moving, yes? There is no mover, yeah? And there is truly no moved. It's all moving, yeah? So when, it's, when that sense of trying to get out of an imaginary problem is seen, not by all the work of trying to get out of it, but by entertaining the problem's imaginary, yeah? You have the sense of what your mind would hold as being out of self. You have that sense all day. Only because, and it, the reason why it stabilizes is because the possibility of being out, of being in it, is an impossibility. Yeah? That's how it stabilizes. There's no, uh, yeah, but, none of that. There's just that statement, and then the but that starts the world doesn't occur. That's it. Yeah? So the freedom comes from not realizing you're bound and then trying to get out of it, the freedom obviously comes from there is no one who is bound. Yeah? Yeah? Um, I'm trying to understand this no-self. Oh, don't. Idea. Because <laughs> you have a body, right? And you have a personality. And you have a... Well, that's going pretty far. You have a body. <laughs> That would be so, something there is claiming or having a body, yeah? I don't know if there's someone or something there. But I, I see... I know you do, yeah. Is, is an illusion? Well, I, I would mean, say deep down it's an illusion, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, all right, let's use what you're saying. So right there is your, the I, you would call... If you were calling what was happening is I is seeing you, right? Yeah, I'm I seeing, seeing you. you, okay? Now, everyone, if I ask them, their experience would be the same one. If they're looking in this direction, I seeing you, yeah? Let's, for the internet people, 90 people are here, and I am seeing you, I am seeing you, I am seeing you. There would be the same experience, right? No matter who it was or who you think it was, the same experience is happening. I, and to all you eyes, this is a you. Even a guy with no stealth. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Because so it's not you perceiving anything. The apparatus is doing the perceiving. Okay. There's no one behind the screen or the curtain. It's the apparatus is doing the perceiving. My eyes and my body, I mean, so what you're saying is you're pointing to what's behind my eyes. And yes, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in other words, the eye isn't seeing. It facilitates seeing, yeah? The ear isn't really hearing; it facilitates hearing. Something, hearing hmm? exactly. Hearing so, you're never going to be able to see what's seeing. 
You're never going to be able to hear what's hearing. You're never going to be able to feel what's feeling. Yeah? Well, let's go with this eye, because it's a nice way to, to demonstrate something. So everyone here, no, if, no matter how many yous we got here, in their experience of looking at this body, it would be, I'm seeing you. Yes? 50, 100, 8,000, a billion. Yeah? Everyone, all these eyes, if you want to call them all these eyes, I would say there's one eye, let's say, seeing out of a many different camera locations. So the eye, I'm seeing you. Yeah? Okay? Now, and in this, from where I'm sitting, it's I, I'm seeing you. So the, the I and the you seem interchangeable. Yeah? I'm seeing you. Suddenly, I'm seeing you. Yeah? yeah? But let's just say... So when, all right, so I have this experience, I'm seeing you, and you have the same experience, and yet if we ask ourselves a question, in the midst of this process called conditional mind, right, I would say, who is this I that's seeing you? I would call it, my mind would call it me, yeah? Me. Now, this is tricky because now the I, which is what's seeing, has been claimed by the mental process, it claims the attributes of consciousness as its own, yeah? It weds it with the you, and it calls it me. So it takes the I and the you, and it calls it me. No matter how many people are seeing this uh, you, I'm still going to stubbornly say it's me, yeah? You could take a huge vote, 8 billion eyes, see it, and they, the tally's in. It's 8 billion to zero. You're a you. Yeah, but I, my head would stumbly hold on to, no, this you is me, which is a bastardization of the I, yeah? The I being claimed by the mental process, identifying it with the body, which is the you, an object, yeah? And now it becomes me, yeah? This is really the obsession with self. This is the figure or the point of obsession. It's not in the I, obviously, and it's not, and it, the you is just a vehicle for the me, yeah? You're not obsessed over the body. You're accepto, obsessed over my body, yeah? Not mine, obviously, yours. <laughs> I hope you're not obsessed with my body. <laughs> but whatever, maybe. <laughs> I know, good, I know. So, see, it's the sense of the me owning the body, this specific body. It doesn't have concern with for every body as much as it does for this body, does it? Yeah, that's the conditioning. So, all right, so there's the I and the you, and then where the mental process does is claim, it weds those two, which are unweddable, yeah? The you and the I, it says, oh, the you is seeing, see? I'm seeing, yeah? I'm hearing, I'm feeling, the doer. I'm, it's like an act I'm doing. And that, that act I'm doing is... is the root of me, yeah, being the personal doer, the personal haver. So there's the me. Now, this whole position we're attempting to, to entertain is to see clearly that this you, no matter how much it's called me, is a you, yeah? It's a you. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather rely on your experience of this than my experience of this, because I've had a lot of trouble with my experience of this. Because I wasn't recognizing what the you was like because I kept thinking it was me. <laughs> I had a lot of, a lot of uh, denial and <laughs> blind spots because I, what's wrong with me? 
Well, I'd go into a, like a rehab, a drug place, and they knew exactly what was wrong with this you. <laughs> yeah, it was that alcoholism and addiction. Now, that was going beyond me because I wasn't seeing it as a you. I was calling it me. Yeah, I was calling alcoholism me. And I was going to defend my right to be this freaking low-level bottom me for fucking ever. Yeah? Now, this whole point is just clearing up that little mistake. Yeah. The I is the I, the you is the you, and basically there ain't no me. It's a functioning, but it doesn't, it doesn't have any body of its own, and it doesn't have the attributes of consciousness. It doesn't, yeah? It's a mental process that claims the body functioning to provide its belief in being the doer, and then claims the qualities of the I, so it believes it's the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just attempting to look at that. That's all. Instead of looking from it, which is I would believe is the biggest dilemma, because most people aren't starting with this this trinity of I, you, me. They they're taking it to be a whole. Yeah? They're not separating the Holy Ghost with the Son and the Father. Yeah? They're taking it to be a whole. Hold on. From that point, without see the whole is prior, then there's the, the threeness, and then there's the false whole. Yeah? The whole is prior. Whole is, awareness is prior. Then in manifestation, there's the appearance of these three. Body, the eye manifesting through conscious contact, and then this mental process of me. Yes? So now the wholeness turns into the trinity. Yeah? And now it's trying, and then it becomes one. Me. Yeah? All me. All me. I have the body. It's me that has it. I'm the one who's seeing. It's me that's conscious. And so now... The oneness has broken into threeness and then has been hijacked and made into a like bogus oneness. Yes? And then you're trying to get back. No, actually you're not. You're trying to you would now think the wholeness is out there to match with your wholeness, so there'll be a, a union with wholeness. I'm gonna know the wholeness of myself by doing and having. Has it worked out? Has it worked out? Has that factory of spiritual seeking produced a lot of the goods that it promised? Or you thought it promised, yeah? Has it? Are people popping into awakeness, enlightenment every day? They, oh, yes, I was, um, I just came from the factory of Kabbalah. Yes, oh. <laughs> and then Hindu, woo, woo, Buddhism, woo, woo. No, you don't see many people coming out of the factory. <laughs> they seem to go in the factory, and then they're in the factory. Yeah? And there they can seem to be doing great, but they're not driving around. <laughs> so this is just seeing, okay, it's just maybe at first, all right, look at the false one and see the separation. Yes? See the body. Yeah, the, this is happening. This is a manifestation. It's not me, but it's the manifestation. Yes? An object. Everyone can perceive it. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. The eye. Oh, I feel something's going on. And I, if you could take this eye, if I died and my, you know, nothing had happened to my head, and you took an eye out of my head and put it in a live body, that eye would facilitate seeing. Yeah? So obviously, I'm dead, and yet it still has the ability to see what I call me. Yeah? The me is dead, but it's still facilitating seeing. So obviously, the me isn't what seeing. Yeah? There's something other than me, so you want to call it spirit or I, whatever. So now, okay, so now 
I'm going to put a little attention on that, a little attention on the body. And now let's turn our attention on this me. Yeah? Let's look into the black hole, the vortex, and before, instead of getting sucked into it because you're in that habitual condition of thinking it's you, you actually stay on its little rim and you can look in. And what is there to see? Absolutely nothing. And that's, I believe, the closest thing you can come to seeing your original face, which is the eye. Yeah. But to try, once that wholeness breaking into three, if you, this is just a, you know, don't take this to be so. I'm just using it as a way of getting something across. Into the three, and then being put together into a one again, a false one. Yeah. How is that false one ever going to get back to the whole? It's false. Yeah. So instead of going back to the three, back to the original one, it goes out seeking what it thinks is one, yeah? To add on to its oneness, you know? I'm going to get enlightened. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have all of these spiritual qualities, but as a body-mind aggregate, yeah? An I, a me, an I, and a you made into a me, yeah? I'm going to get a really spiffy spiritual me. Check this out. I'm going to merge into what I already am. But as me. <laughs> How can you merge into what you already are as me? You're not that. So this is the beauty of it. It just cuts everything. I'm literally, it saves you time. I'm telling you. This message can save you an exorbitant amount of time. If it's just let in. Because <laughs> that's the only way, you know, the mind can use time to break its own dilemma and trance. But maybe you could speed it up. Yeah, who knows? I found when the, when the three was seen as three, the you, I had more like intuition to take care of the you. Yeah? And then I was in the right position of the I, as the I, I am as that I. Yeah? And then I could hear the activity of the me, but not listen to it. Yeah? It didn't have that, that like honeysuckle veneer. Ooh, yeah, it's about me. Yeah? I wasn't taking the me to be me, and therefore I lost interest in the me. <laughs> yes, that's the whole point. And I'll tell you, if it wasn't you, the me, you'd lose interest. Just like you lose interest in other me's, don't you? Someone comes over and they're talking about them from the me position, you're bored stiff. Fuck it, I've been listening to that for 40 years. What do I want to hear it from you for? <laughs> same, same, yeah? <laughs> you know, the me becomes like a specialized little mind candy. You know, you get every, it's trick or treat. It's always a trick. Every, it's Halloween night, every day. Think, oh, it's about me. Oh, I've been meditating for hours now. Whew, look at my body, man. I'm working out yoga. My breath is the deepest breath. I can hold like the chakras and turn them the other way. <laughs> I can gaze lovingly, even when I hate the person. <laughs> I can keep that stare up. Oof. I've got matching colors on. Oh, just feels, oh, I'm so laden with juice right now. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an empty bag. You keep blowing interest and attention in. Yeah, it's causing you to fucking pass out. <laughs> It's about me. No way, I'm not relevant to anyone else, but but me. I can't wait for virtual reality. So all, all be all about me. Give me those freaking virtual glasses. 
Me fucking me surfing. Skydiving. Me. Me. The all in one me. Yeah. You'd be bored of it all. If it wasn't you, which it ain't, you'll be bored stiff. Seriously. And then if you're bored stiff, what fuels it, the interest and attention will leave, either quickly or slowly. Really will leave, because right now, that little minor mental process is claiming about 90% of the interest and attention right now. Yeah? The me is like a black hole. Very little is going to the you, and absolutely none is going to the I. None whatsoever. It's all about the me. Yeah? When some of that interest and attention is withdrawn, not by you, just by recognizing you are not that, there will be a large amount of interest and attention withdrawn. It's going to go somewhere else. Yeah? It's probably maybe go to the body if it's needed to be there, and maybe it'll rest in its own source, which is the eye. Who knows? I found that it gravitates to, towards the eye. Yeah? And then once it, and it, its idea of rest isn't resting on this stagnant object called me, the identification with you, but rests in the space of interest and attention. Yeah? It's of the same no-thingness as awareness, you could call it, and maybe just attributes of it in manifestation. It tends to go back from whence it came, which is just circulating, yes? So instead of just having your interest and attention, you're open to interest and attention, yes? Instead of a certain amount of interest and attention claimed to be yours, which is tunneled into just bondage and reinforcing the bondage of being a self, now opens up and it's just interest and attention. It's, it doesn't have a protocol anymore. It goes where it goes, does what it does, and it lands very lightly on everything. It doesn't fucking perch, yeah? Maybe in its own... And in that, it's actually perching in its true nest, which is awareness. But it doesn't look like what you would think perching is. It's movement, but there's a stillness in it, yeah? So... I see you. This is this idea of being what you're not is addressed. You know, you'll walk around and you'll hopefully get cued into some. You'll know it by its absence because a lot of the stuff that's like nipping at your little mental heels and all this stuff all day, they'll stop following you. Yeah, that dragging narration through time of the past plopping it into this moment to just disengage your awareness and then send it into the future just gets dismissed and you really get a sense of what you are by the, the absence of all that selfing influence, really. Yeah. You're not going to find out what you are by trying to get to what you are. It's dropping, it's when the, all the activities of what you're not drop, you get a sense of what you are. Yeah. You can't go through the front door or the back door because you are in what you are already, yeah? So it can't be like you go in a door and then meet what you are. It's when what you thought was sitting in the room isn't you, then you realize you're what's sitting in the room, yeah? There's no getting up to walk into the room, to sit in the room, yes? You're already right where you are, and there's, no, there's nothing, no thorough effort to do about it. You're just, there's just a recognition, let's say may call it a Zen bitch slap or whatever, but after one or maybe a hundred, there'll be a point where there'll be no need for a bitch slap. You'll be there and you'll be, oh. Yeah. Then I'll be obsolete. It's the whole point. 
and it's not me, obviously, but that's the whole point, is to become obsolete. doesn't mean you won't come here or whatever, but there'll be no absolute. You will be so clear that you're getting absolutely nothing by coming here. And then if you keep showing up, that's fucking cool. Yeah? Man, because then really, the energy can really uh, become obvious. Yeah? It's when there's that still uh, trying to get something. This guy isn't the way I want him to be. (laughs) Sorry, you know. Yeah, but if you just start getting the point that there's really, truly nothing to do, even doesn't mean you're going to stop doing it or, or start doing something else. There's never been you to make that decision, yes? There's just a recognition. There really is nothing to do about this, yeah? And in that, that this may become obvious. But while you're making it a that, it's never going to become obvious as this because you've already made it into something called that. Enlightenment, awareness, awakeness, whatever it may be. But it's just conceptually... There's like barnacles of concepts stuck on it. So it seems like there must be something there because look at all these ideas I have around it. But those barnacles can't really affix because it's nothing. Yeah? Concepts can't, you can cover it up, but it doesn't, the barnacles don't assume or don't imply that there's a thing there. It only implies to the head that's conceptual that there's a thing there. There's really nothing. That's the only thing that's worth its salt, is nothing here. If it's something, you'll lose it. Yeah, yeah, I still have that question. It was just a comment um, about, I think what you're talking about, it just flashed on me, like, in the relative, when you're talking about you and me, in the relative world, it's, it's a paradox to be you and me, so it can't really be true. It has to be a one, an ultimate, in the ultimate reality. You can't possibly have a you and a me as the same thing. So it's just a paradox in the relative world. But uh, beyond that, it's the one which can see beyond it. I, that's just what I was yeah, putting yeah. in other words. Yeah. That it's a paradox. So. Well, just look at sometimes when you're listening to the narration in your head. It's sort of, some aspects of it, it's like it's taking a position of convincing something, let's say, to do something, yeah? It's like as if there's something inside of you talking to something else inside right. you. Can't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you ever had that? When there's, your head's, maybe there's like a, a desire has come up, and the head wants to do it, you know? But there's part of you that knows, no, 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 probably not a good move. But then it starts yapping, doesn't it? Well, no, come on, just this once. We'll only do it for half an hour. No one's here. No one will know. Whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's who the hell is it talking to? <laughs> really? I mean, obviously it knows there isn't any. There, it knows it's not you because the way it's talking. So, see, whatever's happening can't be you. It just infers there's a phantom you. So when you're listening, like when something is attempting to convince, it must be there must be a you it's trying to convince. Yeah? The thing that's doing it can never be you. It's just yapping about a you. But you'll never, that you that it's yapping about will never show up if you call it. All right, let's see, Paul. Come here. <laughs> you, you whip out the body. That ain't Paul. Uh, well, come on, it is. Look at this. No, no, that ain't Paul. I mean, you can't bring it up. <laughs> but all the aspects of the mind assume it's talking about a you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's the representative of a you. I know what you really want, Paul. Yeah, you and me are just like that. Yeah, you want that. Go ahead. Fuck the rent. 
<laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you'll get what you're really looking for if you have that. Please. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, just check it out. You're not that. So have you found yourself? Have you? Have you looked? Hmm? Have you? Have you found a long-lasting, independent, separate entity? Is there a solid what you call me? No, I haven't. No. no. How long? The personality. And yeah. The body. And, um, yeah. So I, I dig the awareness prior to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, what's appearing in the awareness? Can that ever go back to the awareness? Yes, yes. So is the person is is the action figure on the screen going to get out off the screen, jump off the screen and go back to and then just get swallowed into the projector? No. No. Kids always going to be on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when the movie ends, how many people clap for the screen? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. <laughs> We're clapping through the picture to the screen. Pointing, pointing, see? You know, there's me, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's a simple but I'm, You know, I've been, uh, like, I looked at, I saw this, this video the other day and it had all these things you could do. It was actually Sean's video of all, all you know, I can meditate, I can um, stop drinking wine, I can. All, all these things I can do to increase the likelihood of doing nothing, right? Or of, of waking up. So I think there are things I can do. Well, if you really think that, then you better do them. Because the alternative is doing nothing, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, to me, <laughs> which sounds much easier, right? Just do nothing. You don't have to meditate. You know. No, you may... See, doing nothing does, doesn't mean you're not doing anything. But there's doing nothing. You ever hear of a, someone just called me yesterday about non-action? You ever hear the statement non-action? So for me, I don't know if you may have a different take, but in my view of it, non-action is just any action not done from a point of identification. So, yes? So if there are certain aspects of your mind that can be, let's say, uncovered or undisguised by doing an action, do it. Yeah? I mean, this isn't like a, a one thing fit all. It's sort of like if you really believe you need to do something, you better do it. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like with alcoholism, I'll give you this. Uh, in alcoholism, this is how I've seen that is when you're denying that you're an alcoholic, you're acting like one all day. Seriously, yeah? So in AA, they found a way to get out. They used the poison as an antidote, which is, okay, what you really, by behaving alcoholically, it's just a denial of your alcoholism, really. So, all right, we're going to admit to our innermost selves that we're that, yes? And so when you admit that you're an alcoholic and you finally let it be all that it wants to be, you realize that you're not that. That's the spiritual awakening. 
Yeah? You can do that with anything. Exactly. You can do it with anything. Because most of the mind, the mind has an activity of denial, right? It's in the, it's, it's movement, conditional mind moves either in a desire to become or a desire to unbecome. So it has a lot of beliefs of what you are that may not be on the surface, yeah? Maybe subconscious, subconscious, yes? But there is a structure of belief that builds this little idea of you. And there's a denial of it. You don't want to be that you. Like you're a loser or you're really mean or whatever, yeah? Some idea that was imprinted a long time ago that's been echoing. So there's this real desire not to be that. So you're busily trying not to be that. It's sort of like if you don't want to be a fraud, yeah, in life, you'll feel like one thousands of times, yeah? That's how the mind works. So if there's a denial and you're using a, a, a mental denial to make something not so, it becomes more so than ever, yeah? But when you will let it in and just let it sit completely and then say, really, I am that, you'll, you will very quickly find out you're not that. That's the solution. It's like yeah? spirituality. Once you realize that you're really already it, you don't need to seek it, boom. That's right. Exactly. Put it on by going to yoga or going freaking wherever. So there, you know, if you're in that dilemma of there is a large amount of mental denial of a condition or a situation, like I just heard, listened to this guy, he is using this message as another mental denial of the condition he's in, his body. Yeah, he's got alcoholism and it's fucking his life up pretty good. Yeah, so he's using this very lofty idea that I'm not that as a mental denial. That's not going to work, yeah? It would probably be more helpful if you would let it hit. All right, I am really fucked or really screwed. And in that, you realize you could never be screwed. But while you're trying not to be screwed, you're being screwed all day. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird movement of mind. A lot of times when mind's moving towards something, it's really moving away from something. Yeah? You don't see. Everything's dualistic here. So maybe we don't see the... The moving away, yeah? We call it a moving towards, yeah? We think we're going for things, but really, in a sense, we may be, our mind may be moving away from an old idea or a belief, yes? Yeah? So this is sort of about, okay, we're going to use that little effect and make it into a boomerang. Okay, let it be, to- all right, I am, I am a really, you know, I've hurt a lot of real, a lot of people, and really, like, I really disappointed my mother, really, really let it rest. And it's, it's almost like an ego death, and yet, boom, I'm not that. Yeah? So whatever it was you need to do, yeah, do it. Just realize there's no you doing it. Yeah? Any other questions? Yeah? No? Tommy? You all right? All right, good. All right well, then we'll uh, pass the basket. I'll give you a good one. Hey, Gemma, can you use your hat? I'll use the hat. There's the Kentuckians and the. Where were you from originally, Amy? Virginia? Ohio? Oh, but you lived in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was Virginia, though. Yeah, yeah. Right.